Say it ain't so, not Schwartzy. No, 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 not Schwartzy. I have an update on Jaden Schwartz. Maybe I was a little dramatic, but it's not a great update. And we're also going to talk about USA Hockey. We're going to talk about the schedules that we have and some roster updates. Finally, we're going to end the show talking about practice because all the Seattle Kraken are doing is practicing. That and more on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, Seattle hockey fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Unfortunately, not great news. We got word yesterday, share this screen with you. But Jaden Schwartz to have hand surgery, expected to be out four to six weeks. The man, Andy Eyed, with the story over at the Seattle Kraken uh, homepage, nhl.com backslash Kraken. Also in the show notes for you. You know, I hate it. Uh, Schwartzy, part of that Triple J line that has been tossed to and fro a lot. Of course, that's Jaden Schwartz, uh, Jordan Eberly, and Jared McCann was centering that line for a while. And it's Jaden Schwartz, one of the alternate captains. You hate to see it. Now, on the one hand, all of this practice that we're going to talk about later on the show. If it's, you know, six weeks, I mean, given the way the schedule is going, I mean, Jaden Schwartz could come back this season. But if there are any games played within that stretch, that's a massive loss. But you don't have to take my word for it. We're going to hear, of course, from Dave Haxtell and one of the Jays, uh, Jordan Eberly, about the impact of Jaden Schwartz and what his loss means for this Seattle Kraken roster. So let's hear from Dave Haxtell first, and then we'll head over to Jordan Eberly. Uh, both of these coming from today, Friday's practice. The Seattle Kraken will not practice tomorrow, uh, but they will practice on Sunday and then get ready for their next game. Holy cannoli, we're getting a Seattle Kraken game day. On Monday, they'll be on the road. We'll get more into that later on the show. Haxtell, then Eberly on Jaden Schwartz. Well, you know, Schwartz, he's a, he's, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, any line that we've, any combination we've put him with this year, you know, he's been a real driver for, for that group, for that combination. Um, you know, he's a guy that's really good down low in the zone and, uh, you know, allows us to extend possession time down there and not only extend possession time, but, you know, he's a good, you know, he's, he's a guy that's, you know, he's really efficient in, in penetrating from down low. So, you know, those are some areas that, uh, that we'll miss him in. And, you know, guys are going to have to, uh, you know, just as it always is with an injury, other players have to step in and do the job. Um, you know, we've had, uh, we've had Jojo on, uh, you know, on the left side uh, with McCann and Eberly in the, in the spot that, uh, that Jaden has been in for the last little bit here. Um, so, you know, that group has had, they've had good opportunity to spend some time together and, and find a little chemistry in practice. 
Yeah, Schwartz doesn't get enough credit for um, the amount of stick battles that he wins and <clears throat> how good he is in the forecheck and the little smart plays that uh, maybe a lot of people don't see. But, um, you know, if you're paying close, close attention and, and you've played this game for a while, you understand the importance of it. So he does a lot of that stuff that maybe goes unrecognized. And, and, um, and, and then for me, I mean, it makes it easy to play with. He's always uh, playing the game pretty simple and making good plays around uh, coming out of the zone in the forecheck and, and little plays to the middle. So that's the stuff that a lot of people don't see about Schwartzy. And, and uh, in my opinion, why he's a great player. You heard it there. Not getting enough credit. I love that. Now I was calling for Jaden Schwartz to get a goal. I was not calling for him to get an injury. Come on, Jaden. I know. I know, I know. I'm being a little selfish here. Of course, we wish Jaden the best of luck. If you didn't see, the Seattle Kraken put together a little fan, a fun fan interaction where they can send Turbo some get well soon cards. I've already seen calls out to, to add Jaden to that. He had a successful surgery, but will be recovering from that surgery. So I'll keep you updated on that. But if you want to uh, provide to the Turbo get well soon fund, check out the link in the show notes. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, they'll be there. If you're listening to audio, they'll be there as well. Um, tough, 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 tough. So what does that mean? You kind of heard Dave Haxtell alluding to it, but we're going to hear a little bit more from Haxtell and Eberly because it's going to be Jojo. Of course, that's Marcus Johansson to that line now with McCann and with Eberly. So here's... Uh, Dave Haxtell and Eberly kind of talking about what the new Triple J line. So Marcus, his name doesn't start with a J, but his last name starts with a J. So we can still go with Triple J line. I like that, obviously. I like that. So here's what uh, Eberly and Haxtell had to say about JoJo. Uh, there's not one or two specific things that I'm looking for, really. It's just getting them time together. You know, um, you know JoJo is a different player than, than Jaden. Um, you know, in terms of the things that he brings, but you know, he can he can be a real uh, driver in terms of uh, transporting that puck into the zone. You know, he's he's really good there, five on five, as well as you know, we've seen him do that well on the on our power play as well. Uh, in the zone, he's a guy that works well, you know, off of the goal line, uh, so he can do some, you know, he he can bring some, uh, you know, some real benefits to his line mates from that area as well in terms of. You know his ability to make plays uh, off that goal line and, and his vision down there. Yeah, no, we've dealt with it before. There's always guys getting hurt. Um, I've had guys <clears throat> that I've played with for long periods of time go down, and you got to figure out chemistry with some other guys. So I think Canner and I have been playing together for a little bit. Um, we got JoJo with us now, and um, you know we've had a good week of practice here. I mean, obviously four, and then one or more on on Sunday to gain some chemistry and and uh, you know try and you know we're going to get a lot of offensive chances and a lot of offensive zone shifts. So we have to find a way to create some offense and, and that's what we're looking forward to do. So when a guy goes down, you got to pick up, uh, especially a guy like Schwartz, you're going to pick that up collectively. Not one guy can do it. So it's, uh, um, you know, it'll be a big task, but um, we definitely, we have to find the depth to do it. So only time will tell. The good thing is that the chemistry that I was seeing from that triple J line early on in the season that everybody, you know, even in those clips was talking about that was built through what? Through a training camp type situation, through practice, through training camp, through preseason. 
when you've got 10 days. And also, I feel like I flubbed up on a show sometime last or maybe earlier this week. And I was like, oh, they've got the Winnipeg Jets. No, 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 no. That game also postponed. So my bad on that. But um, yeah, when you've got all this time to practice, this is essentially like a mini training camp. And as a matter of fact, Haxtell and Eberly and of course, Yanni Gord also weighed in on that. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolution. New year, new you. Same great taste with Built Bar. And Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe tastes even better. If you want to eat healthy, but you're a little bit bored by your options, Built Bar has got you covered. Uh, it's a bar, protein bar that's chock full of protein, 17 grams of protein, covered in chocolate, absolutely delicious, and is about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and all the amazing flavors. Cookie dough chunk, I keep telling you, is one of my favorites. Keep looking for that so I can stuff my pantry instead of getting some of the super salty snacks that I absolutely love, which are designed to that way, by the way. Um, instead of having my pantries with some of the saltier options, I can go with a built bar and still make sure I'm getting my protein intake for the day and not losing out on any taste. So even if you're not a huge fan of working out, I'm not that at that stage in my life, uh, you can at least have something that tastes good. So many flavors to choose from. I've talked about a few of my favorites, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel are in addition to that fantastic cookie dough chunk that I love. So if you head over to built.com and use promo code locked on one five, you will get 15% off your next order of built bar. That's again, head over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next set of Built Bars. Happy snacking. Okay, we're back, folks. We're talking about practice. We're going to stay with the Seattle Kraken post-practice uh, today. They will not have practice tomorrow, but let's actually head over to Jordan Eberle talking about how he's approaching this extended practice time and re essentially recovery as well. Yeah, I mean, you, this is obviously a rarity. I've never had this, is having a, a week off midseason. But um, I think for us, we needed some practice time. I think you look at how the season's gone and, and where we are. I mean, obviously, we're not happy with it. We're, we're um, out of a playoff spot and, and, you know, training in the wrong direction. So we need to find a – we've had this week to – find a, you know some some answers to what we're doing wrong and and um you know obviously just get a little bit of a, a mental break more than anything and and try and regroup as a team so um obviously us being a new franchise practice is always uh, a, a welcome thing we can get as many days as we can to try and figure this stuff out and and uh, you look at the road trip we have ahead of us so um you know we're going to have to be at our best if we want to we're going to be able to compete and I love that because there's another element of this, right? This is a reset button, but this is something brand new. We've never seen this. Of course, the reason we're seeing all this practice is because of COVID. And unfortunately, there are still games being postponed. Now we're seeing postponements are coming because of in Canada, there are restrictions on attendance and Maybe next week we'll have a conversation about what that actually means and why the NHL doesn't want to put on hockey, even if they technically could play a game without attendance. 
it's a money thing, y'all. For those who are listening to audio, I am rubbing my fingers together because it's a money thing. Anyway, I get it. I don't love it, but I get it. That will save for next week. Um, Dave Haxel, also talking about practice. Here's what he had to say about the opportunity for his team. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is, you know, the the practice time, uh, you know, with with ten days in between games is is valuable. Uh, this is a time of year that we all want to be playing. We, we want to be playing and competing. Um, so you know, we won't we'll get back into that schedule on Monday. Um, you know, we we jump right back in with uh, with a difficult road trip that'll uh, really challenge us. Um, you know, so I think we're all looking forward to. We're going to take the day off tomorrow. We'll stay away from the rink. We'll stay off the ice tomorrow. Uh, get back for a uh, for a good practice on Sunday, and then travel and uh, uh, and be ready to go in Colorado. And finally, I want to take you to Yanni Gord because Yanni Gord gets after it in practice like I used to. I know I said in the Bill Bar ad, I don't really get after it in the gym anymore. I'm a competition person. The gym was a necessity just so I could go to practice. Like practice is I owned practice at every level when I played. And I get the sense that Yanni Gord has that same intensity in practice. First of all, I love that he was smiling the whole time. Yanni's got a great smile, but that doesn't take away from his ferocity. And I love that too. Here's Yanni Gord talking about why it's important to get after it in practice. And then uh, I'm going to keep this clip because Ryan S. Clark friend of the pod still has yet to be a guest, but definitely a friend of the podcast. Um, he asked, uh, Yanni Gord about him kind of tussling a little bit with Will Borgen. Uh, so this is what Yanni had to say about that. Yeah. I think the whole practice was, uh, was about compete and, and winning your battle and winning your races and, and all of that. And, and I think, Everybody enjoys doing that, and and it's gonna just bring the best out of uh, out of each other. And uh, I'm gonna practice harder because I want to win that puck, and I, I'm gonna make sure that uh, if he wins it, then I gotta make him like uh, make it tough for him to win that. So that's how you push yourself and push each other. Ab absolutely, you gotta enjoy practice. You gotta enjoy game. You gotta enjoy uh, competing. Uh, and if you don't enjoy doing that, I mean. <laughs> I don't know what you do at this level. It, it, everybody should enjoy doing that because that's the grind. You, if you love the grind, you're going to get uh, uh, further and you're going to get better. And, and, and I love doing that. I love going out there and, and trying to get, get better every single day. Uh, it, it, it's not always fancy. It's not always pretty. Uh, but I, I, I enjoy doing that. And, and like I said, trying to get better, uh, working on some stuff. Uh, um, tips or whatever it is, and and battles, and and uh, I love I, I love doing that. Oh, that's that's the other question. Uh, well, we were battling uh, one another, and uh, and uh, he kept winning races against me, so <laughs> so I just uh, just uh, went pushing him around, but uh, all for fun. So there you go. Yeah, we talking about practice because that's all the Seattle Kraken are doing right now. Day after day, all the Kraken ever do is practice, practice, practice. Anyone? Anyone? Swan Princess? Come on. It's a great one. Thinking of her and the way that it was. Practice, practice, practice. Oh, I love that film.
So good. You would think it's Disney, but it's not. It's not Disney. Anyway, that was my Kraken karaoke for the day. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I will not sing, but I will give you the keys and all the key dates that you need to know to watch USA Hockey. We have the dates for two of the USA teams. We have a little bit more roster information on one of the USA teams, and I will bring you up to snuff. That's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot in 2022 for all the best sports wagering, wagering action. It's a new year. It's a new updated desktop. You can still access it on your tablet and your mobile device. Uh, if you sign up today, though, over at betonline.ag, you will get a 50, yes, 50, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use our promo code Locked On from football to basketball and, of course, hockey and even your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So don't miss out on any of the offers that we have available for this part of the sports season. Bet Online, where the game starts. You might have noticed that I have been wearing a lot of hats and beanies twofold. One, I am due for a trim with my fantabulous uh, stylist, Diane DaCosta. Um, but also, um, I keep it a little cool in the home office or kind of, this is not really the office. This is, but I like this for my set, set some ambiance. Anyway, uh, I like to keep it a little cool. Keeps me, you know, so when I get fired up or start singing Swan Princess, I don't overheat. Anyway, I don't know that you needed to know that, but here is what's heating up. We got 15 names that are associated and have allegedly been given an invite to USA uh, to compete for Team USA, I should say, in the 2022 Winter Olympics for the men's team. Now, if you go to the USA Hockey website, I'll pull it up for you here in just a moment. So here we are at the USA Hockey website. And if you'll see right here, it says a coaching staff and roster will be announced at a later date. Now, there's another place on the website as I am going to toggle out of that. But there's another place on the website that says we're going to get that roster mid-January. But no fear, because Frank Cervelli is here. And he has 15 names that have been extended an offer to compete for USA. And oh yeah, Maddie Beneers, our first ever draft pick. You best believe he's on the list. When I knew we had Maddie Beneers, when I knew the accolades that he had with USA Hockey and just the praise and the respect that he has within the organization, I felt confident Maddie Beneers was going to be someone that was extended an offer to compete for USA hockey in the Olympics. And as someone who's going to the Olympics, I am so excited. So we don't know if Maddie Beneers for any variety of reasons is going to accept. I sure would. But then again, like I told you, I'm going to the Olympics. I would, if I were Maddie Beneers, I certainly hope that he does, but 
again, these 15 names, they've been extended an invite. These names are subject to change for any, any, you know, reason between now and then, including positive COVID tests. Beijing is still trying to figure out how to navigate that. I can tell you from a media side, there are different protocol if you have tested positive at any point in time for COVID versus those who have not tested positive ever. I'm trying to be in that latter category. So doing what I got to do to make sure that it stays that way between now and when I fly out whoop, on the 31st. So anyway, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just mentioned COVID as one of the things, but maybe Maddie Beneers because of COVID or a bunch of other things. I mean, Michigan is on fire. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of reasons. He's not an NHL player yet. He gets this really cool loophole where he can still compete in an Olympics. And you know what? There's a guy, there's a guy you may know, and you know I love him, that has some insight on this. So uh, you saw the names, Frank Cervelli tweeting about that. Um, now I'm going to take you to Ryan Donato, because did you know Ryan Donato competed in the Olympics? Well, here's what he had to say about the experience, including some of what was really cool to experience that was outside of the hockey rink. Yeah, no, I mean, that experience for me was a, a tremendous blessing. I mean, probably one of my favorite hockey memories, if not my favorite hockey memory. Um, being in college, uh, you don't really get the opportunity to be on in, on that large of a stage, um, especially the larger stage in sports. So for me, uh, as a kid, you always grew up watching uh, Team USA and wanting to represent uh, your country and, and the guys that uh, get selected, hopefully, from college. I mean, just embrace it and, and cherish the moment. No, yeah, I mean, away from the rink, I mean, it's, it's a tremendous thing. Uh, meeting the other athletes uh, from different sports and from different countries and, and seeing the different houses. And, um, I mean, there's so many different things and walking in the Olympic Village and, and, and doing all those things. There's just so many experiences that are packed into a short time. So it, it's hard to kind of put everything into perspective. Now that I'm out of it and been out of it for a while, I, I, can re I realize how much of a blessing it was. But when you're there, it's, you're so focused on hockey, you just got to make sure you uh, enjoy the little things as well that come with it. So all in all, don't know officially what this means for Maddie Beneers or the rest of USA Hockey. We do have the women's national team roster. You remember that we had a nice roundtable and squad cast. Yes, we had a great squad cast where we broke that down. Uh, link in the show notes so you can see the women's roster. I am going to talk about the women's national team a little bit next week, but we're not going to talk about them on today's show. I would love to talk about the Paralympic team and sled hockey. Unfortunately, we still don't have that roster. So we're going to have to wait. And when we do get that roster, oh, you know it, we're bringing back Ann Kimmel, our resident expert on all things Paralympic sled hockey. Let's go. Also, make sure you're listening to Locked on Predators. I enjoy Anne and Nick so much. They have a great rapport with each other and definitely know what they're talking about. So next week's show, hopefully we'll have a game day on Monday. And then I want to also circle back to the Black Hockey History Mobile Museum. I told you I have a little bit 
from Everett Fitzhugh. We're going to talk about that because the Mobile Museum rolls through Seattle in April and your girl's going to be there in April. So that's going to be exciting. Everett and I talked about the Black Hockey History Mobile Museum and what we can expect or what we think is pretty cool about it. The Mobile Museum has already hit a few spots, including it kicked off this year's tour at the Winter Classic. So got a little bit of a sneak peek. I'll break all of that down. And if you didn't know, in addition to coverage that you'll get of the Winter Olympics right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and right here on Locked On Kraken, I'm actually working with the company that presented in partnership with the National Hockey League, the Black Hockey History Mobile Museum, and that is American Legacy Network. So I'm going to put my information here, but make sure you're following me because I will have some really cool stuff that is going to expand, hopefully, some of what we get from the Black Hockey History Mobile Museum and not just for hockey, but for all winter sports. Right now, it's only looking like Sarah Nurse when it comes to representation for hockey which is a problem. Okay. Shout out to Abby Rock, though, because she's the first ever indigenous woman to compete for the United States. Now, we had a few uh, indigenous players for Team Canada, but never on the women's side for the U.S. of A. So lots of stuff. I'm super excited. Hopefully we'll get a game day as the Seattle Kraken travel to Colorado, but I'll keep you updated. Make sure you're also following Locked on Kraken because any updates there will be tweeting and all that good stuff. So you know what I'm going to say. It's a Friday and it's a great day to hold fast, to stay true, and as always, root, root, root for the home team. And that's the Seattle Kraken. Let's go Kraken! We wish you a speedy recovery, Brandon Tanev, and of course, Schwartzy, Jaden Schwartz. Have a great weekend. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And make sure you're taking care of each other. I'm your host of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala, signing out until Monday. Bye!